Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And away we go with Big 12 Football and Beyond for this Thursday, June 11th, as we're going to take you around the conference, some transfer news information, a little recruiting news. We're going to get into a little bit more in-depth with the all-conference team. Remember last week, um, we talked a little bit about some of the top players. Got some more we want to get into and take a look at some of the coaches in the league. Uh, how do they stack up, uh, where they are with their programs. So we've got a good bit to get to as we go around uh, talking Big 12 football. Off the top of the uh, national news, not a lot of big national news of today uh, or yesterday. Um, one of the best tight ends in the country is uh, looked like he's narrowed it down, uh, Thomas Fadon, that is, uh, looking uh, – closely at Nebraska and LSU. You probably heard that Reggie Bush has been welcomed back into the USC family um, as the 10-year disassociation rule has been in play uh, for a while. The SEC is going to have their media day. That's the biggest by far of the media days. It's the biggest, biggest event that they bring a lot um, there in terms of it being an event. Uh, that's going to be virtual. We expect that everyone is going to do that. How dumb would it be to, in this current situation, uh, have people get together to ask questions? And then you're bringing in fans with that that are close proximity to players. I mean, we're doing all this stuff to to separate, quarantine, and 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 um, and isolate players. You certainly don't want to expose them to that, and you don't, don't want to do the same uh, with the coaches. So we knew that was just a matter of time, and it's been officially done. So we're off and running as we are, folks, uh, right at mid-June. Um, and uh, so the, the uh, a month away from um, the media events is uh, going to, again, kind of kick things off. We are looking at around July 6th as kind of a day where – where coaches are going to be able to uh, work with players. What is happening right now is the um, the commissioners and everyone has really gotten together with the NCAA and say, give us some guidelines, have a committee together, and they put a committee to say, give us some guidelines as 
maybe the best way to go about how to deal with this and getting guys back together, even though there's going to be differences depending on what state everyone's in. Um, so that's what the plan is, and it seems like we're going to have that word here uh, very, very soon. And it looks like right after July 4th, sometimes pretty soon after July 4th, we're going to have uh, the beginnings of some formulation of practices and get-togethers, but it's uh, we're we're off and running to what is going to be um, a very unique season coming off a very surreal uh, past few months here in the country. Um, as we always like to do, tell you that this podcast would not be possible if it were not for the support of our great friends at 401k Generation. They are the experts in financial planning. They are the experts in money management, getting you set up with your financial goals. Anything to do with looking at, preserving, creating your wealth that will lead to your financial security, your financial health, they can help you with be it a business that you want to start up a 401k for your employees, absolutely, that's right in there, Bailiwick, um, to things such as um, if you got a, a, a 401k and you want to roll it into an IRA, what you want to do, where you want to have your money, you know the drill. Get yourself a financial checkup today. Uh, so we always like to encourage you, make sure that you're on top of that. They're licensed in all 50 states. So that's another great thing about Eddie Rojas and his team. They can help you regardless of which state you're in. So give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879. Oh, but I don't want to call. They're going to pressure me. They No, 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 no. Learn more about what they do. It's worth your phone call. What do you have to lose? You want to learn a little bit more about them before you call them or text them? Go to LandryFootball.com. You'll see 401k generation on the left side. Learn a little bit more about them. Send them a note there. Whatever. Give them a call, 1-866-998-5879 or a text. Uh, Speaking of staying on top of things, we get you this podcast here, and we're excited um, to be launching SEC Gumbo with Blake Rafino. Uh, that is going to be uh, well. Listen, let me let me hold off. We're, we're probably a few days away, maybe a week away too, but we're we're certainly got that locked in. Look, we are working on things for those of you that are followers of this podcast as well as watching every day. The plan is, and this is the plan. I share it with you. Don't know how. Um, you know, uh, uh, though for certain how it's going to play out, but. The goal is to uh, have some people that I know and I trust that I think are going to do provide great work for you and listens for you um, to do a Big 12 podcast, an SEC podcast, Big 10, Pac-12, ACC. We're working on all that. Now, can we get it all done? We're, we're Again, we are in that process. Uh, I would like to... Uh, love doing this and love breaking down each and every conference. Uh, but there's a, a, a room for different ideas, a fan's viewpoint, 
media viewpoint that I think all of you fans are like, uh, think like. I think that, um, you know, in terms of the football guy, uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'll still be breaking it down, maybe doing more of a national show two, three days a week or maybe five days a week. We'll see uh, with the consulting work and the website work. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna look to um, kind of expand that way, and so just be on the lookout for that. Those are the things we've been working on behind the scenes, and and we'll be able to unveil it, um, you know, gradually as we're able to put it together and keep you posted. But we do have good plans in the work, and to get this podcast as well as all of them, sign up for Landry Football's conference call. That's where you can get them all directly to your phone. Of course, you can find it on LandryFootball.com as well. But get it to your phone. That makes the most sense to have it that way. So some news of the week. Um, Let's get into, let's start with uh, going over the conference teams again. I mentioned some key guys that went through, uh, key guys on offense and defense, really went through would be uh, first and second team guys. But let's get into some other guys that I think will be key. Um, You know, for example, we talked about the quarterbacks. You know, certainly Sam Ellinger is going to be talked about a great deal going into the season, as is Brock Purdy. Those are two first-team type guys. Pick one, put the other on the second team. You know how that works. How good is Spencer Rattler going to be for Oklahoma? That's going to be real interesting to see. Um, What about Charlie Brewer at Baylor? Got some good, good quarterbacks. Much expected of those guys. What about the running back position? Of course, we talked about um, last week, Judah Hubbard, Kennedy Brooks, Apuka Williams, certainly good, Brees Hall of Iowa State, uh, Sir Roderick Thompson of Texas Tech. How about Sam James of West Virginia and what he could do? Um, John Lovett of Baylor, uh, Keontae Ingram of Texas, uh, Stephon Robinson of Kansas, another scat back. Uh, Darwin Barlow of TCU, Tave Barber of TCU. Some guys there that uh, warrant mentioning. Um, The receivers, we talked last week about Tywin Wallace at Oklahoma State, Charleston Rambo of Oklahoma, uh, big-time playmakers there. Brennan Eagles, Texas, Tariq Milton of Iowa State. Um, What about... um, Eric Uzana from Texas Tech. Tyquan Thornton of Baylor. Um, I'm trying to see who else did I miss in that. Uh, Tay Barber of TCU. Uh, the Parchment kid, Andre, Andrew Parchment of Kansas. Theo Wees of Oklahoma is another one. T.J. Vasher of Texas Tech. Jake Smith of Texas. Some guys there. What about some tight ends? We talked about uh, maybe our first team tight end. I think it's Charlie Kohler of Iowa State. I think he's outstanding. Pro Wells of uh, TCU's really good. Um, Chase Allen of Iowa State's uh, another one. Um, you know, th- those are some key guys that I think that uh, would be standouts. We talked on the offensive line, the all-important offensive line. Um, Creed Humphrey at center and Cosme of Texas and Stephen Jenkins of Oklahoma State, Adrian Ely of Oklahoma, Jack Anderson of Texas Tech. Uh, we also talked about Dawson Deaton at Texas Tech at center, Trevor Downing of Iowa State, Dylan Galloway of Oklahoma State, Connor Galvin of Baylor, 
Marquise Hayes of Oklahoma. What about some others, though? Let's go down a little bit deeper into guys to look out for that could be standouts on the offensive line this year. Derek uh, Kerstetter of Texas, Josh Rivas of Kansas State, Bryce Bray of Oklahoma State, Josh Sills of Oklahoma State, Corey McMillan of TCU. Um, what about Colin Newell of Iowa State, Junior uh, Angelou of Texas, Jamie Gamitter uh, of, of, um, of West Virginia, Malik Clark of Kansas, Tyrese Robinson of Oklahoma. Um, some guys that I think are are guys you need to look out for. Defensively, we talked about defensive line. Let's go there first. We talked about Eli Howard, Texas Tech, White Hubert of Kansas State, Ronnie Perkins of Oklahoma, Darius Stills of West Virginia. We, we mentioned those. And we mentioned also Jalen Redman of Oklahoma, Jaquan Bailey of Iowa State, um, Dante uh, Stills of West Virginia, and O'Shawn Mathis of TCU. Those are maybe the front-line guys. But how about Trace Ford of the Oklahoma State Cowboys? And by the way, we're going to take a little in-depth look at Oklahoma State here in a bit because I think they've got a top-20-looking team this year. Corey Bethley of TCU, Taquan Graham of Texas, Zach Peterson of Iowa State, uh, and then um, Keandre Coburn of Texas, Chikari Ogobaya of Baylor, uh, Inomi Uwazari of Iowa State, uh, some other guys to uh, keep an eye on. What about the linebackers? Uh, we talked about kind of the first-team guys, Garrett Wallow of TCU, Joseph Asasi of Texas, uh, Terrell Bernard of Baylor. Uh, what about Mike Rose of Iowa State, uh, Amen Ogobini of Oklahoma State, um, Rico Jeffers of Texas Tech, some key guys there. What about... Malcolm Rodriguez of Oklahoma State, and Orion Vance of, of Iowa State, and Deshaun White of Oklahoma, uh, Laron Stokes of Oklahoma, Josh Chandler of West Virginia, Elijah Sullivan of Kansas State, Caleb Kelly of Oklahoma, Drew Prox of Kansas, some, some guys there. And then in the secondary, we talked about last week kind of the, the first and second team guys, Anthony Johnson of Iowa State at corner, Deshaun Jamison would be the other. Uh, I love both the TCU safeties, and I'll go with Morig with one, and i got to put in Colby Harvey Peel of Oklahoma State and mention him. But um, I, I would say that Radarius Williams of Oklahoma State, um, Raleigh Texada from Baylor, Caden Stearns of, of Texas, Greg Eisworth of Iowa State um, at safety. Uh, I think Adarius Washington – the other safety at DCU is really good. Trey Sterling of Oklahoma State. B.J. Foster of Texas. A.J. Parker, Kansas State. Um, some key guys there. Um, so those are those are the guys that uh, I, I think make up the, at least going into the season based upon what I've seen of guys that are young guys coming in or guys that have played uh, are most impressive. Can't forget out the specialists. Um, Oklahoma's kicker, Gabe Brickick, Um the Austin McNamara, the punter at Texas Tech. Joshua Youngblood, a kick returner at Kansas State. Dylan Stoner of Oklahoma State, I think, is the best punt returner. Uh, can't forget Dicker, the kicker. You've got to put him in the mix. Um, he's another guy to watch. Kyle Thompson of Kansas, another good punter. The uh, Iowa State kick returner, uh, Nwangu, uh, and the um, the Jamison kid, Desan Jamison of Texas, is a punt returner. Is very, very good. And then 
I would say um, probably look at Blake Lynch of Kansas State uh, as, a, as a kicker. Reeves uh, Munchu of Oklahoma as a punter. Deshaun Jameson as a kick returner um, for uh, Texas. And T. Kirk Milton of, uh, of Iowa State. And then also Trey Wolf, the, the the kicker at Texas Tech, and Isaac Power of Baylor, the punter. Trey Brown, the kicker turner at Oklahoma, and Philip Brooks at Kansas State. Those are those are key guys um, that I'm looking for um, to kind of emerge in the Big 12 this year. What about the coaches? Um, we got a new coach in Dave Aranda. Um, you know, uh, he's a guy that I think's doing some creative things in recruiting. I think he's got a good presence about him. I think he'll do a good job. And certainly a program that's been – he's been handed one that's very, very steady. Uh, what about um, – no particular order, Matt Wells, Texas Tech. Um, they had some tough injuries there. I wonder what they're going to be able to do in recruiting. Uh, I know it's not a great recruiting destination, but Matt's a good coach that – teaches and preaches physical, good football teams. So I think they'll be developed well, but I think they're going to be behind Baylor, for example, just to use a comparison, in terms of recruiting. We'll see if that can improve upon. You know, Les Miles, um, you know, Les certainly, uh, his name speaks for himself. Uh, At Kansas, it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, He's just recruiting-wise, he's got to find the niche. They're, they're, They're not... They're they're going to be a little bit more creative. His staff's going to have to do a good job. They'll will maybe surprise people here and there, but the Kansas program uh, long range is not in the best of shape. Um, uh, you know, at least in the direction that they are. Neil Brown of West Virginia. Um, you know, he did has done a really good job. Um, I thought he got a good bit out of his team. I think they got showed signs of improvement, and I think we're going to see a little bit about what they can do. Again, it's another developmental program with not elite talent, but I, I think they can get to a bowl game this year. Chris Kleiman of Kansas State, um, I thought he had did a really good job. Uh, eight and five, three-game improvement. Now, that's a program that had good culture but didn't have a lot of talent they came in and I thought a little bit of a stale coaching staff Chris got it juiced up a little bit now developing his niche as a recruiter and again another developmental program I think Chris is certainly ahead of where Neil Brown and and um, and Matt Wells is at this point in terms of a development of a program um Tom Herman Texas Boy, it's it's just it's you see some smattering of success on the recruiting trails. Uh, you see that they're getting some good players. It doesn't look right now that they're that close to Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma's still recruiting better, and, and Oklahoma's got a gap between them and a national championship. They're making the playoffs. But don't let that fool you and think that because they're making the playoffs, they're right there with the other playoff teams. They they seem to be the sore thumb in the playoffs. Yet Texas is as far away from Oklahoma as Oklahoma is to the elite of college football national playoff-wise or championship-wise. So what does that do for Texas? 
are we going to see things come together this year? Are we going to see the fruits of what they tried to put together? Or is this going to be more of a sign that this job, as much as it was a fit of being one of their own, may be a little bit too big for Tom? Don't know. I really don't. They slipped eight and five. They just went five and four in the Big 12 last year. Yes, they're young. Yes, they have some injuries. Again, patience. We'll see where it goes. Um, you know, it's just it's it's um, it's it's the most intriguing watch in the Big Twelve. Matt Campbell, it's just still amazing that he's still at Iowa State. No disrespect to Iowa State, he's done a good job. It's been a program on the rise uh, for a while. They've had three consecutive winning conference records for the first time since the exception of the Big 12 in 96. They finished 16-11 in league play. Let me say this again. They have finished 16-11 in league play. Pretty impressive. Um, that's just not expected at Iowa State. Uh, Campbell's 26-25 and 25 overall, and he's led Iowa State to three straight winning campaigns. That says an awful lot. Ohio native there, and we'll see where things go with him, but he has rebuffed some interest by others and looking to make a a move for just one of the elite jobs, not just another good job. So uh, I think in terms of getting as much out of his team, he's as good as anybody. Oh, the mullet, Mike Gundy, what about him? 19 returning starters. Lots of experience on the two deep this year. Um, we'll see. This could be a a year where we see it every now and then. Oklahoma State starts to be a factor. Cowboys look like they could be. Certainly got a team that can contend. Um, they have 14 winning seasons in a row. Um, we know they got to as high as number three in like the 11 season, and uh, they've just posted 23 overall runs from. Uh, 10 to 11, um, but, you know, it's uh, they've ha- it's had a nice long tenure there, um, and, uh, you know, certainly, uh, again, consistently winning, consistently going to bowl games, and every now and then they compete for, you know, at least being in the conversation among the, uh, the conference championship. So um, Mike is poised to have a really good year. Gary Patterson, TCU. Um, consistent. Um, there's 172 and 70 since Patterson assumed the head coaching role. Transition from the WAC to Conference USA to the Mountain West, now the Big 12. Um, in a Power 5 league, look like a Power 5 program. Uh, they turn out winning seasons year after year. They've been to six bowl games since joining the Big 12 in, in 2012. Finish inside the top ten three times. Um, they've nearly made the college football playoffs in 14. Finished number three in the final rankings that season. In 19 seasons, Patterson at TCU has won at least 10 games in 11 years. In addition to his profile as a head coach, he's one of the top defensive minds. They do a really good job of matching up situationally on defense in an offensive conference where you got to score a bunch of points. Uh Talent level is uh, not elite. 
but he gets a lot out of it. And certainly that quarterback play usually takes, as it does with most programs, takes him from very good to really good. What about Lincoln Riley? Well, I think you have to look at him and, and say uh, the apple of the Big 12. Um, first three years have gone about as good as you can expect. Maybe, and we're going to have to wait another year or two, Ryan Day looks to be similar and maybe maybe parallel or maybe even better because they have a better all-around team at Ohio State under Ryan Day. Ryan Day may, may be on the verge of doing what Lincoln Riley has done but doing it even better, and that is just taking over and just having an elite program and taking it even to a different level. Lincoln's done a good job since taking over for Bob Stoops. It's been really, really uh, effective. Uh, the the thing that I have consistently said, it is not a criticism, but for those that consider Oklahoma the elite of the elite and competing at a national championship level, while they have made the playoffs, they've not looked like a team that's capable of competing in the playoffs against the very best. So it puts them and puts him in a situation of he's taken the baton, he's sprinted out even further, he's taken recruiting even better, but can they get back to where they're recruiting at an elite level defensively and take that next step from, hey, being a playoff contender to a team that can win in the playoffs. That's the only thing that's there. The offense has been fantastic. Um, and again, favorites in the Big 12. And if you look at the landscape of college football, you've got in any given year, you know, with the way Clemson and Alabama have been rolling, it looks like you got maybe two spots. Alabama didn't make it last year, though. But you got two spots. You got LSU kind of took Alabama's spot because they beat them. Um, you got Georgia kind of in the mix. You got Ohio State. I mean, there's just, you know, Oklahoma kind of finds their way in. You could see that, you know, Oklahoma probably wasn't going to get in. You had, had obviously Oregon, Utah that were probably similar to Oklahoma in that they were not good enough to do damage once they got into the playoffs, but they were capable of getting into the playoffs, which would have been big. Really huge for Utah and certainly big for Oklahoma um, and uh, for Oregon. But Oklahoma has kind of got that spot. But, again, it's almost like, oh, and you almost sense it now. Oh, boy, I hope they don't get in because they're really – well, I think for me, when I look at Oklahoma, I've always said, why can't they – and this is going to have to come from Lincoln – why can't they be more like Clemson? Why can't they recruit those big war daddies on defense – and play a little bit more complimentary football. I think that's the key to being a great program that's a championship-caliber program. We'll see if they can do that and where things will go. Uh, more stuff. We'll break down um, uh, a little bit uh, more. Um, let's get some news and notes um, uh, around uh, the Big 12 this past week. Let's see, UTEP. As we know, we go sometimes outside the conference in the region. Redshirt senior wide receiver Devon Cooper has entered the transfer portal. Um, transferred to UTEP from Arizona last August. 
former Houston redshirt sophomore edge uh, Yobi Anoma has transferred to Tennessee Martin. It's been quite a fall from that young guy, a five-star recruit by Alabama in the 18 class. He's moved on and he sat out, and dismissed there, went to Houston. Houston dismissed him in February. So hopefully that young guy gets his uh, life uh, in order off the field. Former Oklahoma State redshirt freshman center Leighton Ernst has transferred to Tarlington State right there in Texas. Preferred walk-on for Oklahoma State last year. Not a big loss there. Former Missouri wide receiver uh, Cam Scott has transferred to Houston. Uh, he entered the transfer portal back in February. 6'2", he's 170. He can help them, and he's eligible to play right away for the Cougars. Some recruiting news around the week in the Big 12. Oklahoma State received a verbal commitment from three-star athlete Mikhail Smith, two-way player from Midwest City High School in Oklahoma City. But it appears the 6'1", 175-pound athlete is going to be heading to Stillwater to play. Uh, he's got all head offers from New Mexico Air Force, Oregon State. Relatively new to football, really more of a basketball player. But they've taken these type of guys in the past and had success with them. Oklahoma State also received the verbal commitment this week from three-star wide receiver Jaden Bray. Uh, he plays at Norman High School right there at, um, in the Sooners' backyard. Uh, 6'3", is 190, not a big play from Oklahoma. Uh, rec- didn't recruit him that hard. Baylor, Kansas State, Kansas, and Arkansas were the other schools in on this young man. And, of course, Caleb Williams would continue to follow him. Uh, we're going to likely get that decision on July 4th weekend, uh, Saturday. I believe July 4th is on a Saturday this year. Um, yes, Maryland and LSU are in it. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma is going to land Caleb Williams, I am sure. And the story is going to be if he doesn't go there. That would be the only story. How about four-star wide receiver? I saw a little bit of film on this kid. Class of 2022. He is going to decide in the fall. So I don't want to get too uh, much into it because it's 2022, but I'd like to keep you posted. Um, He's from Westerville, Ohio. TCU is really in on him. Arizona State are also in on him. So we'll see. He is a top 150 overall player for the 2022 cycle. I mention it because I want to see where this recruiting goes. It's a long way. I mean, we're a year in December uh, for this guy in that entire 2022 class to sign. This is a really impressive-looking kid. And then also West Virginia getting a verbal from four-star wide receiver Caden Prather, um, a 6'3", 210-pound wind-out from the wide-out from German, uh, Germantown, Maryland. So that's a look at some recruiting news uh, around um, the uh, – uh, the the league there. What I am going to do, uh, since we're running short of time, we're going to begin to take a look, little in-depth look at the teams in the league. And we're going to do this on all the shows, all the conference shows. But looking at, uh, certainly in this show, the Big 12, we'll, we'll take a look at maybe a couple of teams a week and kind of get into some in-depth. We're certainly going to keep up with all the news, and we want to do that, but we're going to start breaking down these teams and these rosters. Now, we're going to get more in-depth on LandryFootball.com as we go into a lot of different minutia, but we're going to start kind of giving a little bit of an overview in each uh, of the teams here in the Big 12. Gave you a little tip on Oklahoma State. I think that we know Oklahoma's the king and is until proven otherwise they're the king of the Big 12. We're going to see what Texas can do. Um, the team that looks poised 
to make a nice little run this year that could maybe stay in the race. It does look like it's Oklahoma State. A lot of depth in there too deep. We'll see where it goes. So we'll begin again to break down all the teams, kind of tell you how we see them going into the league. Got a feeling it's going to be a crazy year all year long with um, with the, the whole pandemic and not quite sure who's going to go through the season healthy, so on and so forth. But we're going to get to it all here. Reminder to check out Pac-12 football and beyond on Friday, as well as flip on over and listen to our pro football show. Check out LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. Get the detailed film room breakdowns and analysis. We're going to have that for you. Check out our great friends at 401k Generation. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for them. Uh, License in all 50 states. Uh, Give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. That's a wrap for Big 12 Football and Beyond. Talk to you over on the pro football side and talk to you Friday for Pac-12 Football and Beyond. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.